When it feels like the whole world is burning and an acre turns to a thousand, to a hundred thousand, to a million in just your state. When the air outside is so thick with smoke, you feel like a captain of a ship lost at sea. When the people that you love have gathered up all their things, and are waiting by the door, bags packed, phones refreshing nervously in shaking hands. When each text message brings the threat of another devastation, When you resist the temptation to open it, not feeling ready for another blow, you can't ignore it. And at the same time, you can't look. When you're awake at three in the morning and you second guess yourself thinking, I shouldn't text. I shouldn't send an email. It's late, but then you send it anyway, just to say, you're in the red. Your town is a level three. I'm thinking of you. You're listening to MakerCast, a podcast about the ways in which we go within to sustain that which we put out. My name is Morgan James Smith, and this is episode 25, Wildfires. When you evacuate to a hotel and then are evacuated from that hotel. When all of a sudden having a couple hundred dollars is the difference between a room and a night on the street with lungs full of smoke. And when the home and the business and the paintings and the animals burn to the ground when your friends and your family and your family's friends and your friends' friends are facing loss indescribable and incomprehensible in scope. The mental strain, the physical strain the discomfort of coping with a loss so great that one could never, should never, 
have to conceive it in their lifetime. Our world is on fire. We're burning alive. where hundreds of wildfires are burning across more than a dozen states. Take a look at this video in San Francisco. The smoke from fires there was so thick, it nearly blocked out the sun in the middle of the afternoon. And in Oregon, the governor is now warning that wildfires there could result in the greatest loss of life and property in the state's history. I often end shows by saying, wherever you are, keep making. Today, I want to say, keep breathing. Keep breathing through makeshift cotton masks that do nothing against particulate matter. doubling layers of cotton and synthetic material, damp cloths that only help psychologically with the smell. Our lungs ache in Oregon and California, Alaska, Arizona, Colorado, Idaho, Montana, Nevada, New Mexico, Utah, Washington, Wyoming. Our hearts are heavy. It's human psychology, I think, in times of crisis and great disaster to look backwards to try to retroactively change or make different decisions, to ask the question, what could I have done? What could I have done better? What should I have not done? To dwell in the irreversible is only helpful in as much as it helps inform our decisions moving forward. Our state is burning. Our world is burning, has been burning, and we've known about it. With each tick in an increase of temperature, with each seemingly inexplicable natural disaster, snowstorm directly on top of a preceding heat wave with every day of increased drought. As we prepare to deal with the aftermath of the latest deadly hurricane to ravage the country, climate scientists warn a different kind of weather event is threatening our future. As global temperatures continue to rise, experts say there's growing evidence that humans will face catastrophic heat waves and that parts of our planet will become uninhabitable. Bacteria is changing, fungus is changing in how it relates 
to the warmth around it. Viruses are changing. And today, our state, our world is on fire. The flow state, the immersion of art, serves a soothing purpose. It adds purpose to create, to make, to breathe into this world a gift of our own devising, adds validity to our existence. Perhaps you come here because you know me and support me. Perhaps you come searching for common ground or a kindred spirit. Perhaps you come looking for inspiration or taking notes on how not to make a podcast. I don't know. This isn't a news podcast. I'm not an anchor. But if these words can anchor you in shared experience, in common peril, I feel the responsibility and the great privilege to offer them. Take a breath with me now. First in through the nose and then out through the mouth. My breathing has been shallow. I've been waking up in coughing fits. The feeling of the four walls closing in, growing ever present in the darkness around me. My father was stranded when the freeways closed 25 miles from home. 36 hours later, he got back to his hometown, but the level three evacuation order prevented him from stepping foot inside his house. We spoke on the phone that night and he told me of the three hours he spent in the gravel parking lot above the city where he'd lived for the past 30 years, watching it burn. The visual summary completed, his narrative immediately turned to a younger couple, tired, dirty, sitting on a curb. After three hours, level three, go, was reduced to a level two, be set. My dad could return home, but before he did, he stopped and asked the couple if they needed anything, water. They had just been waiting to go home too. They had a home to go to. Thirty years in a place and you get to know some folks, many of whom have lost their homes this week.
I wonder, were you prepared for this? Sure, you might have had a little day bag packed or an emergency kit or some extra food around, water, blankets, emergency roadside travel kit. But were you prepared for this? I was not prepared for this. And how could I be? How could we be? How can we live in our day-to-day existence and simultaneously hold space for disaster of this magnitude? To live in its persistent reality would be paralyzing. But each season that stretches longer as each once in a generation occurrence becomes once every five years and then every year, as more and more firefighters lose their lives and more and more families are displaced, as the smoke inhalation affects the sensitive groups and the non-sensitive alike, as our lungs Scream to us, please, flee. We refresh our phones with air quality maps, checking the index looking at the particulate matter, smelling the smoke in our hair, in our clothes, in our sheets, and we feel there's nowhere to go. We all have a voice. And today, on MakerCast, I'm using mine to speak to all of you affected by this season's wildfires, to simply say, you're not alone. For the listeners out there that find themselves less affected, unaffected, peripherally affected, I urge you, take a deep look at what's going on in the states around you, and let's all zoom back. and remember why this keeps happening. It is possible to impose an undue sense of responsibility on oneself for our contributions to climate change. We can spend minutes and hours beating ourselves up, wondering if our to-go box should have gone in the landfill bin. Remember that while we each have our part in what has been gaining steam and momentum for decades, 
the majority of the burden falls on the largest corporations in the world, whose profit-hungry motives inspire the blind eye towards the repercussions that will devastatingly impact the lives of future generations. And aren't we being impacted now? Over the years in my life, and the decades, and the eras, and the highs, and the lows, the different phases, my definition of love has remained in flux. The infatuation of middle school, the codependence of high school, the return to establishing relationship with parents as an adult. The deep friendships that have grown over the years. The humility that has come with aging of realizing that my story and my journey is right there in importance and value with everyone else's. Today, my definition of love is this. As I sit here with my microphone and my headphones and my hot water with lemon and honey soothing an aching throat and heaving damaged lungs. I am feeling, I am feeling the loss. I am feeling the fear. I am feeling the anxiety. I am feeling the devastation. And I am offering a glass of cool, refreshing water. If only simply by holding space and sitting with and sitting in all that we are going through in our communities in our towns, in our cities, in our state, in our nation, in our world. People. Beautiful people.
This episode of MakerCast was recorded and produced in a smoky apartment in a post-apocalyptic Bend, Oregon. Music for this episode can be found in the show notes. During this troubling time, wherever you are, I'd like to leave you with an opportunity for reflection, prayer, gratitude, meditation, or however you'd like to use it, by playing the 17-minute piece, The Golden Present, composed by Jesse Gallagher. Thanks again for listening, and I'll see you in the next episode.